testosterone is literally one of the best things for guys. Without getting into politics and ethics, you cannot patent something the body produces. So that's why alternative delivery methods were created to monetize the delivery. I think that's, you know, it's going to continue to trend, I think, in a more accepted uh, way. But the FDA is working very hard to regulate. That's why the ranges are dropping. It's harder for guys to get accepted via um, uh, insurance. Yeah. Like even the professional athletes to get a therapeutic, therapeutic use exception. They literally have to chemically castrate themselves to be accepted. But you shouldn't have to stoop to that level where you're like literally like you can't move or function. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, friends. Meister here. Welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast. Recording this one in person. I don't do that many in person, but she's in town, so I drove my ass over to the hotel, and we are in person. As for her bio, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. She is here to normalize boner talk. I don't think any (laughs) of you listening to this ever thought that you would hear that word or sentence come out of my mouth but here we are normalizing boner talk she is an international speaker she is a sought out sought after trainer she came up through the golf circuit and she's hyphenated her last name and it may sound a little familiar to any of you in the movement space in the pt space without further ado welcome to the show my good friend ali gilbert here it is wine broth (laughs) Welcome, friend. Thank you. <laughs> For Did you ever think you'd be talking about boners? You know, it, was, it wasn't my first topic of choice, but... I'm up for anything, so here we are. <laughs> so funny story, I actually changed my name to Weingroff, and I oh, was did like, you? "Yeah, because because we had to move our wedding." Tw- uh, sorry, not twice, four times, because we had to move our wedding four times. It was like this slow thing, yeah. and I was like, "People will will know because they know Charlie, so they're gonna know." And it just became such a pain in the ass to give my name like on podcasts yeah. and stuff. They're like, what do you want to be? And I was like, fuck. And I actually changed it legally and then I changed it back to Gilbert <laughs> because it was so annoying. That's so on brand. Yes. Very indecisive. So, very uh, on brand. Like the whole website, the domain, so everything. Brand. And we shifted all over. And my assistant was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I have to do this whole migration again. I was like, dude. Yeah. You do. I, I can't. The hyphen is like perform better does it. Other places they'll do it. Fine. That's fine. But I can't. It's a lot. It, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. But all, on brand because you went back and forth, but also very on brand because you were like, yes, we're doing this and yeah. it's getting done. Like, I, it, okay, maybe it's a lot of work, but we're doing it. Totally. I'm 100% on brand. It's one of the reasons I brought her on, actually, uh, ladies and gents out there all the folks out there is because, and you had a post yesterday that really just 
just hit you in the face with it. Ali shows up 100% unapologetically as herself, which is incredibly rare in... Thank you. You're welcome. In the world. I won't say in the space, but just in the world. And so let's actually... I know we could go into the whole background thing if you want, but like, let's start there, Ali. You are able to show up 100% as yourself. How? Uh, honestly, people have asked me that, not on a podcast ever before, but um, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> I don't know any other way to yeah. be. I know that I appreciate when people are truthful with me. And I think that this started my love affair with that type of communication when I went to Tom Plummer's speaker school because people terif- are terrified of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm being pay- I'm paying somebody to give me constructive criticism, which is not the easiest thing to always hear, but it's the only thing that's going to get me better. Yeah. And so I, I attended it like four times. He likes oh, to wow. joke. I really went twice, but okay. I went to, <laughs> to like, hang what? out. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. people are like, wow, you really love that punishment. <laughs> And, and I'm like, where else can you pay to get not not be told what you want to hear, but what you need yeah. to hear? And that kind of segued with my delivery of information, I guess, also comes from my parents who are very unfiltered and just they speak. Yeah. So I don't know where it exactly came from, but I figure, you know what? People do appreciate truth. They appreciate transparency, which is also very rare because in the fake world of social media, it's hard to decipher what is true, what isn't. And with talking about people's boners and erections and sensitive (laughs) male health topics, they kind of like, all right, cool. You're like making it a humorous thing, but not necessarily like making fun of it. Yep. So I think that's kind of how I found my path. Totally. So I want to stay with that. Very much in line with this showing up as you authentically uh, direct, being very direct. You are a female in, I don't want to say a male industry, but in male business, right? Where you are talking about testosterone, you're talking about men's health, and you're incredibly passionate about it. One, I'm going to be a bad host and ask you one, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, where did that, like, how did that start? And two, has that been difficult, weird, bad in any way that being this, what I imagine, solo voice in this, that industry? It's funny because I do get asked that. And um, that started with golf because in golf fitness in the area that I grew up in, you know, Greenwich, Connecticut is a very wealthy area (laughs) similar to where you grew up. So we had nine golf clubs in that area. And so predominantly men seeked out golf fitness, like the women, they, they seeked out more of like the group classes and stuff. So I tended to work with just guys and being from a strength and conditioning background, I liked working with athletes, playing college soccer, athlete myself. That's like the whole mindset. So these get these guys came in, type A, work really hard. They'll do anything to improve their golf swing. So I was mm-hmm. like, I like working with this population and they could afford to train. Not there all athletes go. can there do that. Yes. So realizing also they would ask me about supplements and nutrition and the places they would get their information was like WebMD or some magazine or anything. And I'm like, all right, hold up. Why are you trusting these sources or mm-hmm. haphazardly taking random supplements? So I honestly didn't want to get into nutrition and hormone stuff, but I was kind of forced yep. to because anyone I referred them out to Sucked. didn't know how to handle them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll just take it on myself. And mm-hmm. so I kind of learned all about 
that stuff and hormones for guys and girls. And Tom Plummer, my first business coach, was like, you know, you have a niche here with the men's health stuff. Run with that. Don't talk about women's hormones. Yeah. I was like, it's fine with me because I have like no female clients. Yeah. And yeah. I tend to uh, get along better with men just because I feel like I'm a very tomboy type of person. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of just a natural thing for me. And uh, as far as talking about their boner, it wasn't like, hi, I'm Allie. Nice to meet you. Tell me about your erection. It was a conversation that came along with the health stuff. And you wouldn't, like, you would be surprised where you're talking about health stuff and then you talk about, like, poop or somebody's mm -hmm. digestive issues or Absolutely. whatever. And then you talk about, well, how do you feel your performances in the bedroom? And they would just open up. Mm -hmm. And so, for some reason, they said it's very easy for talking to me about that. And, and I was like, whatever That's I do, awesome. I'm just going to keep doing it. Uh, and it's easy to have that conversation. People are like, you must get so many dick pics. I'm like, no, because I don't post those <laughs> exactly. types of photos, exactly. you know? Totally. totally. I actually just get more private DMs regarding sexual function and stuff like that. Totally. And I think because also I'm not the wife who's like nagging them to go to the doctor, but I am a female identifying that, hey, this is very common, even though it may not be normal. Mm -hmm. They feel comfortable with that. Absolutely. Let's go with that. I have so many directions I could take this, but <laughs> let's go with that because uh, I know. So recently, Ali and I spoke both spoke at the uh, Raise the Bar uh, Summit, and Ali just brought home the fucking show, brought brought down the whatever whatever the phrase is. Ali did it. Everyone in the audience, because the audience was predominantly men, mm -hmm. everybody was just just taking notes furiously, like captivated. Also, Ellie's a phenomenal speaker, but the content that she was sharing and the passion that she was sharing this. And one of the things that really stood out to me is just, you know, I believe you said we're not winning the war against food. We're not winning the war against nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically that hormones in general are like under attack right now. Can we, can you talk about that? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of people want to know if they can, elevate their testosterone levels naturally? And the, the short answer is yes, but it, it's so transient and it's not what you think. Most people think supplements or test boosters, which are a very fancy collection of herbs that you can buy for very cheap, but they market them in a way that is like $60 or more. And Frank <laughs> Thomas says it helps him with his growth hormone. I mean, it, it's ludicrous what you see on the shelves. Like I'll go to vitamin shop and be like, all right, what's the men's health supplement, you know, of the month here? And um, even if, you know, you could raise your testosterone naturally through your lifestyle stuff, which is possible. And I've had guys do that. It doesn't last. It doesn't last in the way that say you're taking testosterone replacement. And I think testosterone replacement has become this very demonized taboo topic. And many, many men from what they've told me feel that if they end up on testosterone, they feel like they've failed or that they're settling or they're just defeated and they have said like thank you for making it more of a common place to yeah. talk about because it's true that we're all affected by these chemicals in the environment that used to be like these tree huggy things that we talked about but now it's reality we see what birth control in the water mm -hmm. does with the estrogens like women who go on birth control by the way are going on synthetic hormones which are steroids but mm -hmm. we don't say anything about yeah. that, you know, yeah. whereas a, a guy wants to actually restore what he was producing before, all of a sudden he's cheating and on steroids. But that's another segue. Um, but 
So winning the war against this onslaught of our hormones is because of our sedentary lifestyle, mm-hmm. because of the chemicals in plastics and beauty products and flame retardants and all these things are suppressing testosterone levels and messing with our regular hormone production. There's, they're everywhere. You can go down the weirdest of rabbit holes. You can take all the Wi-Fi out of your house. You can only use glass for everything. You can filter your water, your shower water, your sink water. You can literally not breathe, go outside. Like literally you do everything right. And still you may not get to the levels that you feel best at. And a lot of the times guys say, well, I want to do what I can do naturally. I say, great, because you should. So you absolutely should train enough where it makes you feel good, not train too much like most of us fitness pros, but not train too little like many, Mm -hmm. you know, sedentary people eat enough and eat in a way that best fuels you. doesn't have to be a, a label type of diet. And also things like alcohol intake, sleep, stress, all those things have to be addressed. Because if they're not, you can still go on testosterone, but you're not going to feel as good as if you do the GPP for TRT phase, I call it. And so a lot of people say, well, you know, it feels like you're promoting TRT. And I'm like, well, I am because I don't want guys to be shy about going on it. Because in my opinion, I do think it's inevitable that most men should and will end up on it at some point in their lives. I mean, why not? They're just going to feel very good. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel embarrassed or uh, like if they talk about it, you know, it makes them less worthy or a failure because guys don't talk about this stuff really. Totally. So interesting. It's it's very much a discussion that's like outside of my, this is outside of my world. And it's also so much of a, of just how I approach things. I'm like, is it going to help you? Okay, you should do that. So it's like very, um, it's interesting to hear that there's this stigma mm-hmm. around it because I'm like, but why? also like, mind your fucking business. Why are you all in that person's business? <laughs> but like, this makes sense. Ali, I know your, your specialty is with men, but this is affecting women as well. Like, so do you see, do you see women need, do you predict as we move forward? Like you had that very harrowing uh, slide up of, what men will look like in 2040 yeah. and the man in 2040 looked like a, a, like a not even like a woman though it was like a very interesting like a pu- prepubescent yeah, child it was like very girl. very interesting I was like oh that's problematic uh do you foresee that as affecting on the female side as well yeah so the the funny thing is too like as women age they tend to look more like guys and as guys age they tend to look more like women because they lose hormones mm-hmm. so the chemicals in the environment are called endocrine disrupting chemicals. So any hormones that are produced by our endocrine system, they're going to fuck with. So they basically are more powerful than our regular hormones. So they do mess with women too, because women have issues with fertility, but the guys also do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It used to be only the woman that was mm-hmm. blamed, but mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. finding out it's the guys too. But if you think about it, like everyone has a friend now who has been on uh, IVF yeah. and yes. has some sort of fertility yes. issue. Yes. You know? Isn't that crazy? Yes. I mean, it was one, that's one of the things that you, when you said just all the things that are going on, we all have to, we all know this. There's so much shit going on right now. Just we think about how many people do you know that have recently been diagnosed with colon cancer. Mm-hmm. I just suddenly like, this is not normal. 
Yeah. Right? Like just all these cancers popping up, all of these issues. And it's like, this is problematic, which is also why I love, and we'll go, this will be the next thing we'll talk about, your emphasis on optimizing things. Because I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this podcast, we probably see eye to eye on this, that we don't want to be average Mm -mm. because where average is, is not safe. It's one thing if average was like, all the way to the right side of the spectrum. But <laughs> yep. if we look at this, the samples that, uh, this, not the sample size, the samples that are being tested, right? It's to the left on the spectrum of things. If, if we're saying right is like healthy and left is, is not, that's where we're pulling from. So all these studies that come out, my, my biggest bias or my, my biggest issue rather with it is I'm always like, but who was in it? Was it like the average person? Because yes. then like, mm. <laughs> so you had spoken about that, about, optimizing function, right? It's not just about trying to normalize or becoming average. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I have a great analogy for that since a lot of fitness professionals are listening. Most of us, I think, have been to Vegas for some sort of convention. (laughs) So if you go to the pool, then when there's a fitness conference going on, there's a clear, (laughs) clear separation of who's with the conference and who isn't. Yes. So Think of it this way. Everyone who is at the conference, we all identify as similar and pretty much are into the same stuff. Now, if I said to you, you are just like that group of people over there, meaning the non-fitness conference people, probably would be a little bit upset Mm -hmm. and maybe offended, right? Not the first time I've offended somebody. (laughs) But if I said that to them, that is exactly what happens when your doctor says your labs are normal when it comes to hormone levels. Because hormone levels are in an average of everybody in America, whether they're overweight, sick, genetic issue, whatever. So you're lumped into this group of averages with the rest of America. So everybody on that other side of the pool. <laughs> so I don't know about you or others, but I think all of us would be a little bit upset about yeah. that. So two phrases I never trust. Number one, my doctor said my labs are normal. Number two, my diet is really good. Mm. I never trust that until mm. I see what people write down, but <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. So we're talking about labs. So when people say, you know, oh, well, my test was normal. I'm like, send me your labs. I want to see. So the range for testosterone in men is massive. It starts, it used to start at 350 and the high end would be 1500. Wow. It is now dropped. All three main labs, Quest, LabCorp, mm-hmm. BioReference, lowered their range. The lowest now bioreference starts at 193. So if you are a 28-year-old man wow. with a testosterone level of 200, you can be told wow. you're normal. Have a nice day. See you later. But you're extremely symptomatic. Wow. And yeah, most guys feel best at 500 or above. That's a huge range, Allie. Yes. 1,500? Who is that? That used to be like our grandfathers. <laughs> like what? Or guys on TRT. Occasionally, we'll see like a guy with natural levels of like 1,100, but they're outliers. And again, your, your total T doesn't really mean much mm-hmm. compared to your free, how much you can use, stuff like that. But like if I told you, yo, I deadlift 300 or I deadlift 1,500, it's like, like that's okay. Exactly. How'd you get there? <laughs> exactly. Like what the fuck? So it's this range that just makes absolutely like, no what? sense. 
It would be 50 to 1500. Like, yeah. oh, you're in there. You're good. And the best part is if a guy is on testosterone replacement, they still use that same like, range. It's not, what? it's not, they have no range for guys on TRT. So guys on TRT, a lot of the times their test levels will get upwards in the eight, nine, one thousands. Sometimes it'll be undetectable because some labs don't detect it beyond 1500. Then the physician will say it's too high. We have to lower it to satisfy this arbitrary range. But the guy feels amazing. Well, we still have to lower it. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And I've had guys send me their labs and they're like, this is flagged high. And my doctor says that it's too high. And I said, well, why did he say that? Because it's flagged high. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going by a piece of paper. Do you tell him how you feel? Some guys need more tests than others. Some guys, they can do better on a lower dosage. Wow. Allie, how did you... I don't say how did you get into it. I know how you got into it. There was a need. Your clients were coming to you. But how did you learn how to read all these labs? Because I know that there's trainers out there and people out there where there's like, okay, here's your lab. I don't know what the fuck this thing yeah. is. Like, how it, did you get I, into this? I heavily blur the line. Like when we say stay in your lane, like I totally veer. Fuck, fuck that lane. I'm, I'm in the UK. I'm on That's the fine. other side <laughs> of the street. Um, I actually took courses in uh, refer- uh, uh, English. I have diet brain. So I took courses in, I forget the name, um, reading lab panels. Cut up. So Dr. Brian Walsh, who is, uh, uh, he's a naturopath actually, but he offered courses in this. I've taken various medical conferences and I've read a lot it. of books and yeah, stuff. And I love it. Done uh, consults and stuff with doctors. So I love it. It, it's still something I'm continuing to learn. Like it's, it's not something that I would say, read a book and then mm-hmm. like try to, you know. Totally interpret everything. I used to be that person. I, I actually went through the entire reference book at LabCorp and was like, I'm going to do this test. I'm going to do this test. And it was like $5,000 the <laughs> test. And I was like, this is horrific. And my, my friend who was the, uh, at the time who owned the lab, he's like, why are you doing, all, why are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like an interesting <laughs> test, but you also learn. Yeah. Now, the more you read, you more, the more you see how certain things interact but also how if it's flagged high sometimes it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. or if you're an athlete it's going to be high Mm -hmm. you know like blood glucose can be high on somebody who trains because they might go hypo during the night and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden Mm -hmm. their liver you know releases a lot of glucose and stuff but many physicians who are in insurance-based practices which you're very familiar with from from your world they will go by just what the lab a, says, and you have to satisfy that in order to satisfy what the insurance company wants. Absolutely. So yeah. finding someone who is out of network, and, and like that, that's right a there. thing that people don't realize, too, is that if you're looking for optimal health, you have to pay out of pocket. There's no discussion. Like, you can try. People will say, send me labs to get from my GP. Okay, are you ready to get a bill in the a mail million for, like, dollars. six grand? Yeah. million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a million monies. Well, I just want to try. I'm like, all right, you could try and you're nah, going to come man. up with half this list. And Take then you're just going to have to go and you're going to have to pay. If you pay once out of pocket, it's like three, four hundred bucks. That's, it. That's all you pay. That's it. No surprises. Done. Yeah. Done. Random question. Do you have a preference for, because there's three different, three different like labs. Yeah. Do you have a preference? I don't. It's more like uh, now that you can order them online, yeah. it's whatever lab is closest to the person and, and the most, the easiest. Cool. I'm just wondering. So some physicians have a preference, but I personally like. Yeah, that's I not. feel like the only thing that would matter is if when you get subsequent tests, it would be who of you to go to the same, use the same place. 
Yes, because some labs have different reference rates, yeah, exactly. which makes no sense. It, it's like, okay, <laughs> like, men are not different in this state versus this state. I mean, like, maybe they are, but like from a species standpoint, <laughs> you know, isn't it crazy? It's just like our, our health system, obviously, it's a, that's another topic yeah. that we can talk about, but so just the regulations and the whole way that it's systematized is just crazy. Problematic. I know you folks listening to this are on board and you get it and the the need to go out or the value that exists with going out of network, but more than that, the value of taking your health into your own hands. And now I don't 100% know my listenership and like male versus female, whatever, whoever's listening. But one, I know that you're on board with me with how passionate Ali is about this. And two, what I want to kind of tie into next is the fact that yes, Ali is talking about blurring lines and things like that, which we're fine with. Uh, but more than that, you are having this patient-centered, I don't know if you call them patients, client-centered yeah. approach where one of the things you keep circling back to is asking the person, how do they feel? Mm-hmm. That is huge. It's something we don't see. And then educating that 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 client, that individual, and, and, and encouraging them to educate themselves about what is going on. So let's say with this, uh, this client centered approach, when people are coming to you, let's say when men are coming to you, what are they saying in terms of like, what are the, what are the symptoms that they're reporting? I think that sometimes we don't even know how bad we feel just in general. Whereas like everybody feels like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, it's not normal what? to to chug a bang in the morning wait, with, what, what? with Adderall? What? <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't know from experience. Just kidding. I do that every day. So anyway, uh, so norm- nowadays, like guys know what they're getting into because they see what I post on social. Yeah. So they're not really shy about saying like, hey, I've had, you know, this issue. Or it's mostly like, I think I have low testosterone. I'm not sure if I'm too young. I don't know what to do about it type of thing. And like you said, they don't know how bad they feel because I'm like, well, how are you sleeping? Oh, four hours a night. Okay. Damn. And alcoholic drinks are like five to ten a week. So something's got to give. And if they're a complete disaster, it's like you got to pick a couple things at a time. You can't give somebody a complete overhaul unless they're ready. Sometimes they are. Like mm-hmm. I've had guys say, listen, I've tried everything. Yeah. I am ready to completely transform. Totally. Awesome. Because I am ready to do that for you. But the person has to want to change. You can't force them. Even if you show them on lab work, you are going to die. Sometimes that's not enough for them to change their lifestyle. Until I some that. sort of event I believe that. happens. I believe that. I yeah. really do believe that. And I'm sure you know somebody yeah. that that's happened to Absolutely. because that. or if they lose a parent. And I'll say this, like I've lost a parent and you're like, I don't want to end up like that. I'm going to take care of my health. And that's like a fleeting thing. And then it goes away. Mm-hmm. It's just like everyone says, you know, life is short. Embrace the moment. We think about that for literally like how many yeah. weeks after someone dies. Yeah, and then we like, go back to, you know, complaining about traffic. We like, you know, <laughs> it's the reality. So, um, so back to clients. So, so when they come to me and, and I say, what is your goal? Usually it's an aesthetic goal combined with wanting okay. to feel better. So if it's an aesthetic goal, I ask them like, what do you want to look like? I actually ask guys for a photo mm-hmm. because they say, I want to be cut. And it's like male Pinterest. Yes. The, this Send is literally like, okay, cut means many things to many people. For all of us fitness professionals, cut, shredded, jacked means dick skin lean with veins on our abs and it's misery. <laughs> but to a guy who's like, 
I just want like two abs to show, mm-hmm. you know, okay, cool. Your commitment level and, you know, quote, misery level is not going to be as crazy. So what they realize they need to do to get to where they want to be helps outline that pathway a little bit better for them. But you have to give them the expectations because people also will think they have to give up everything good in their life and they don't. I have a lot of guys that still drink alcohol, but I have to provide them with the understanding that, listen, it's going to take a little longer to get to what you want to look like, but that's okay. I'd actually rather them take more time than these drastic transformations because even though women are mostly marketed to and pegged as the ones that fall for these transformations, men do yeah, just as that's, much. You know, that's been my, really my, my eyes being open to that. And just every now and then something pops up on social media. I think TikTok is actually really helpful with that. But people feel like they can be more open on there. I don't know. Gen Z is going to save us all. But yeah. talking about that, that, that like these just unrealistic expectations for both parties where it's just like oh yeah and I think it's very easy for for us to be like ah but men have testosterone so it's easy and if they just had one sit up and then they could they'd get a six pack and so like I know I feel like that I'm like look at my fucking skinny legs yeah but it's still an issue it's like you can't play like oppression olympics here of like oh but I have it worse like that other person still has it bad and has issues there the comparison trap is really hard and I struggled because, like, yesterday I posted about a little bit about my journey it's and what I good. do. That post was so fucking good. Thank you. So fucking good. And, and I said, I've been on testosterone for, like, a year. And I, I always went back and forth. I've been open about it on podcasts. I've talked about it. But I haven't been, like, in your face about mm-hmm. it because I know people are going to be like, that's why she looks like she does. And I'm like, yo, men start, like, start low end, like, 50 milligrams a week. But most of them start at 100. I'm on, like, five. I- it, it's it's really nothing totally but what i had to do to get there like i mean (laughs) it's it's the same audience that it's like oh that person must be on drugs like anyone that's any kind of jacked or anything like that that. which i'm gonna just go as an aside like this was a big issue in the crossfit space because a lot of people are taking something but they still have to work really hard yeah so like i to me, I'm like, yes, okay, I'd rather, completely honest, I'd rather them have a division where everyone could be on it and, like, we know mm-hmm. and let them all compete. I'm fine with it. Like, <laughs> I, I, you. I don't, it's <laughs> fine. Because it doesn't take away that they had to do all of this shit to, to work out. Like, it's not like, oh, I just, like, you took some and then here I am. I'm it's huge. very, it's actually really insulting yeah. to the people that. How much fucking work goes in? It's similar to like when Game Changers came out. Oh, yes. And everybody was like, well, this athlete and this athlete. Okay, they didn't get to that Thank because you. of a vegan diet. Like, these motherfuckers <laughs> had a meat diet all of these years while they were training. <laughs> yes. And then they were like, yo, I'm going to have salad. And then we have a, a whole documentary comes out, God. and everyone's like, that's the way. That's the way. If any of you don't know what Game Changers is, uh, don't watch that. Don't watch that documentary. <laughs> but my girl Meredith Root, I brought her on like three times with, uh, maybe four times. Actually, maybe five. I don't know. She's been on a lot. Uh, her and Alex, uh, Courtney. If you could link the article that Meredith wrote, just fucking basically slashing the shit out of that and providing resources and things like that, that would be amazing. That's what I'd love for you folks to look at if you're interested in that documentary. Uh, so we will link that. But Back to you, Allie, talking about people, uh, your your post yesterday and, and what you shared. Yeah, I still get asked about Game Changers, by the way. And then it makes you realize that people still, like, believe that stuff. Yeah. So you have to address that stuff. But, um, so, yeah, so I, I was talking about, like, what I do in my life because, 
Right now, my husband thinks I'm a little nuts because I've been dieting for a very long time. We've taken diet breaks, but I've had this photo shoot I've pushed off like six months. <laughs> and so I don't like to go out to dinner past seven. I am very strict with my routine. I get up at the same time. I go to bed at the same time. I keep it like that on the weekends. I don't indulge in treats too often. Honestly, mostly because my stomach hurts if I do. Yeah. But also not because I think I'm going to get fat instantly. Like I know if I eat a donut, I'm going to be okay. But it's more about like the routine. And I think that's what people don't realize because I tell clients, like if they actually have an aesthetic goal, this is what's going to happen. If you have a circle of friends who mm-hmm. also want that goal but don't want to work for it, they're going to try to mm-hmm. suck you back. Yep. And it 100%. always happens like clockwork. You go out to dinner. 100%. You can have one drink. You can have one bite. You can mm-hmm. have – you know what? Say yes, you can. You choose not to. Just because they feel like shit that they can't do what you're doing doesn't mean that you have to give in. And you know what? You're going to give in a few times until you get strong enough to put your foot down because then they'll start wondering, all right, what are you doing to look the way that, that, you're doing? That right there. Always, always 100%. happens. And people say you're right because – I forget what it's like to have a circle of friends that are not like totally. that. Totally. So I have to remind clients about that. that. I'm like, oh, that like exists. Yeah. Forgot like people about that. really like, mm. you know, it's cheese fries and like it's a thing where they make them feel like, so bad or their spouse. So, right? Blows my mind. I'm like that is a thing. If that's any of you out there, you are seen, right? You are heard and there is there are other people out there. It's one of the, I, I fucking love social media for so many reasons and the connections that can be mm-hmm. created where just like sometimes you cannot connect with people in person Mm-mm. that have the same values beliefs approaches to life like it can be hard to find the social media the internet really opens really opens that up that that's why i think that in-person events are gold for yeah. so many people like you totally. know my friend ed mckay i talk to- about I love him ed. all the time we love it <laughs> love that so literally it's this was guy. uh Perform better in December. So when Ed and I, I did an email about him to my testosterone group today and how he overhauled his life. And he's very open about it. So I started coaching him and he couldn't get his shit together. And I was like, dude, you're making excuses left and right. And, and he knew it. And he, he was unhappy because he wasn't aligning his priorities with what he wanted to live mm-hmm. for. He wanted to be a meathead. Mm-hmm. So my friend Don Saladino like Charlie was, was not, Charlie didn't get in until like three days later of the seminar. So me and Don are like the most meathead of meatheads. And I said, Ed, you're going to hang with me and Don the entire week. He's like, cool. Oh my God. He could not stop talking about like, you know, protein powder and like all meathead <laughs> shit. But he was like, he had this like epiphany where he's like, this is like, it's so easy to just like eat, eat what I want and, and prep my meals. No one made fun of me, you know? And I, and I that. said, that's why you go to things in person because you find like your people. That. Or if you're a fitness pro and you've never hung around this amount of fitness pros, we're all very similar. Absolutely. You know? I say it's like the practice what we preach, but don't do what we actually do, which is live on stimulants and, you know, train too hard and all that stuff. But it's so important for people to find people that resonate and align with what they want to do goal-wise. And that may end end up in them not flipping, but seeking out different people to hang out with. 100%. Change the environment. That is the most yeah. powerful thing we can do. People talk about, you know, having willpower and having motivation. Those things are like 
really difficult and not just, they don't fall from the sky. You can set yourself up, set yourself up for success, change the environment. That's the hardest action step is you have mm-hmm. to change the environment. But then when you do, it is like magic. Other people around you are doing these things. They maybe look a certain way that you want to look. They have goals. They're willing to dr- strive for those goals, which was really the most poignant thing that I pulled out of your post from yesterday is it is incredibly rare to see someone be willing to 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 go too far to see what that feels like i'm gonna do the fucking most so like too far sounds like scary that that context but like someone that's that's you know when you're learning to when you're learning how to lift you folks listening to this if you're learning how to lift if you're gonna be lifting and and you're gonna go like i want to go with one to two reps in reserve most people don't know what it's like to fail. Mm-hmm. So then if you actually take them and you're like, I want you to do as many as you can. And suddenly they're like, they did literally 37 reps. And you're <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> you weren't really one to two reps in reserve there. You actually 15 reps in reserve. Because, you know, it, it is scary. It's hard. It's uncomfortable very. to push to that. And I find that incredibly refreshing about you because it's, it's, it is very rare to find someone that's like, I'm going to see what it's like to go to that, to go to that place. I want to circle back. I got a few things that we're going to circle back to, but mm-hmm. since you said a little while ago, you got diet brain and you've been on it for so long. One, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and two, how's it going? Um, so my wedding was in August and my goal with my wedding was to treat it like a competition. I love it. Because honestly, I, I competed one time. I wouldn't even call it competing because it was like a pageant. <laughs> I didn't compete to win. I just did it to like get the photos, get out of there okay. in 2011. So I wanted to treat it like a competition because I was like, it's fun to have that goal. Yes, you should have that goal if you want that goal, whatever. But honestly, having like this de- nonstop moving deadline because we had to move it so many times um, was a lot of fun. And you learn about a lot about yourself. And really, I wanted to challenge myself. Could I not self-sabotage because I have a massive sweet tooth mm-hmm. and I will get into this, well, it's okay. I can have just one bite type yeah. of thing, which turns into like Always. 12 bites Always. over the course of the day. I ate all the Oreos. Exactly. They're gone. But you forget to track them. And They're you're gone. like, I had one Oreo. Oh, I, I had, had the whole like, The whole sleep. <laughs> whole sleep. You're like, Fuck. <laughs> That's hard for me. And people think that it's easy for us because we do this for a living. But I'm like, no. Out of all my clients, nutrition is the hardest. Even yeah. my type A Marines, of course. my business guys, nutrition is the hardest. It is it's, easy it's to go fucking, to the gym. It's an industry. It is. They, uh, these things are hyper palatable. You're not going to win that battle. Nope. Science is against you. Hell no. Billions of dollars of research is against you. Yeah, it's the big. It's like one of the biggest. You're not winning it. Next to like porn. You're not winning it. No, I mean, and, and I know that porn's, porn's a multi-billion-dollar industry. <laughs> so my coach Luke Lehman, who is amazing, he owns a company called Muscle Nerds. He was like, "We should do a shoot after the wedding," and this is the worst thing he ever could have said to me because I was like, "You're right," and I was like, "I want to get like because he honestly." Got me lean for the wedding, but not so lean that I'd be miserable yeah. the two weeks before. Because yeah, he's like, you have to. Like, yeah. you and and I'm so grateful for him to do that. And he's like, after we can go and get grainy. And that whole idea of like getting grainy, like getting really veiny. I was like, mm-hmm. that's so appealing to me because I'm such a nerd. Yeah. But I wanted to see, could I do that? Could I actually? That is extremely hard. Can everyone do that? So I don't know. Like, is that possible? Like physically, I think yeah. I think you can. Some people genetically will have a better time than others. 
Um, I don't think I'm the most genetically gifted. I had to really fucking mm-hmm, work mm-hmm, hard to get to mm-hmm. where I am. And I see people that I'm like, how did they just explode into muscles I, like overnight? Motherfuckers. Like I get jealous of Luke and he's a guy. I mean, yeah. Well. And, and now we're in this dieting competition where we send each other ab selfies because we're driving our spouses nuts. So <laughs> we're the only ones that can appreciate it at this point. And it's really funny because uh, I'm Charlie. like, dude, you have veins on like your serratus. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? I'm jealous and I'm a chick, but so anyway, this photo shoot was supposed to be in December. Uh, oh I did take a diet break after the wedding. We took like an eight week diet break was going to do it in December and I forget what happened. Oh, I got sick in December and then it was going to be January and then I was sick for three weeks and then now I have a launch and now I'm like, all right, March 4th is the day. Damn, that's a big pushback. And then we're going to reverse out of it. Build some strength because honestly, when you get to – this is the leanest I've been. When you get to that level of lean, you start to realize the deficits in mm-hmm. your hypertrophy and yeah. all that. So like some of my glute strength and or my glute mass, I guess, I've lost some of that from – I've had bilateral bilateral ACL. So one side just never grew, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You don't notice until the fluff yeah. is gone. Totally. So that's in a few weeks. Okay. So that's why I am like – working on like air right yeah, now she alley ate one grain of rice she, one she, grain she of cut rice. it up i saw her and i was like ma'am that's what you I mean, you text me you're like i hope you get two grains of rice to like you know you got make a big trip now yeah, i hope you this uh, whole conference i'll be like yeah i hope you can take care of this so all the coffee i don't want to leave this to the end we're going to talk about it now um but i actually want to talk about it in the beginning of the episode but we jumped in and then clearly we're 40 minutes in but uh ali recently alluded to she's in the middle of a launch right now and part of the reason i brought ali on is because she is launching a program it's called testosterone school and i brought her on to talk about it because you folks know i just want to be a resource for all of you if there's a problem and i can help you out or i know a guy i know a girl Mm -hmm. i want to make sure that i connect you and after hearing ali's talk and being being friends with ali but hearing her talk and watching ali like like everyone in the fucking audience it wasn't like oh one or two guys were like motherfuckers were like head down you all seen that kermit gif gif and he's like typing it looked like that the audience looked like that and i was like what like this is this is clearly helpful information but that means that there are people that are having problems or concerns and if that's the case if that's you listening to this or you know someone who maybe listening to this, this, listening to this episode, you know, could benefit from it. Do me a solid, send this episode to them. Uh, and then I'm going to pass it over to Ali to talk about testosterone school and the phenomenal resource that that is. You're the, you are the best Absolutely. for this. I'm here for you. <laughs> and literally after every time I give a talk or whatever, or just like make a post about this people, people being fitness professionals and, and non-fitness professionals too, but mostly fit pros, where can I learn more about this? And I'm like, that yeah that <laughs> it, it's there there is nothing that exists out there that kind of summarizes everything that I talk about and the way I learned about it was like literally paying thousands of doc- doctors thousands of dollars <laughs> to go through their process like get the blood drawn and yeah I'm a female but still you have to learn how they operate yeah what they look at how they interpret stuff going to medical conferences going to fitness conferences, but also paying people who are smarter than me who learn this stuff. Literally, I just pay, I'm like, can I pay you consult fees per month just to learn shit? Thousands of podcasts, talking with doctors, yeah. like all this stuff. 
Um, I actually spoke at a medical conference. That was really funny. That's dope. Because doctors don't really love fitness professionals. That's dope. So that was like scariest time of my life. But then I was like, this is really fun because they're asking like all good questions. So I was like, this is cool. So if you want to go, I'll do that. Um, Have at it. Like it (laughs) takes years and it can be incredibly frustrating. But I was like, you know what? I need to create some sort of resource. And it was one of those like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it or whatever. My friend Sam Miller actually last year was like, you have to do something like testosterone school and you have to do it this year. And I was like, you're a good friend. <laughs> and then I, I being the ever amazing procrastinator, I was like, yeah, I'll launch it in the winter. And I think I actually paid you to do mm-hmm. a consult, right? Yeah. And I was like, help me. I need to do the yeah. launch date. You're like, set the launch date. <laughs> And I was like, all right, well, I haven't started it yet, so I'm going to get on that right now. So <laughs> Deadlines are magic. Let's go. You know, I, and I'm just like, yeah, how hard could it be? And it literally was like, man, this is the hardest thing ever. And, and I love how you say make things simple so they can be done. And that was in my head like over and over. And I kept realizing I do have to make it basic because not everyone's ready for all, all the advanced stuff. Yeah. So I had to remember, all right, when I was learning this stuff, like, yeah, it is very overwhelming. So bringing it down a level was huge because then I didn't have to include everything. Because mm-hmm. you good, always good, think, good. as fitness professionals, we always think of that one person who's going to challenge us. That motherfucker. Yeah. And I was like, we're not that talking to him Ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Ruined it for everybody. Can't do that. So <laughs> literally found all my old PowerPoints and then evolved some of them and then just wrote a whiteboard outline. And basically it starts with like what it is how testosterone is made in the body, the basic physiology, you know, the, the signal from the brain to the testicles, what, what it means to be diagnosed with low testosterone, the sperm production crisis we're going through, the masculinity crisis we're going through, the low T crisis, uh, sexual function or dysfunction, erectile science, erection science. Um, I go into nutrition. So what, what approach do you take to optimize your, your nutrition? What fitness approach do you take? Uh, how do you set up workout? How do you set up a diet? I also did exclusive interviews with four practitioners as a boner is. <laughs> I content. saw that yesterday. I saw that in the reel. <laughs> as a boner for the end. Um, and the basics of TRT. What are the delivery methods? What size needle do you use? Where do you inject? How Mm -hmm. do you inject? How often? What questions to ask your doctor? Like that's the whole blurring the line shit, but that's what everyone wants to know. And honestly, that's, that's one of the struggles at fitness conferences sometimes is everyone wants to know like, all right, what size needle do I buy? And like, what testosterone am I getting? But that's only so applicable to your clientele. It's really more applicable to you guys, which I get. And I'm happy to talk about that all day long, but how do we apply it to our clients? If we can get them ready to go on testosterone or if they don't want to go on testosterone, because it's fine if they don't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get them as resilient as fucking possible to every other disease and syndrome so that as they age, they can actually have this shield of armor totally. to live as optimal as they want. And that's the reason I created it so that they can help their clients answer the questions so that they're not blindly just going to any practitioner, getting info and being told, take this and do this, and then just doing it. 
Yeah. You know, you bad. always want to get like a second bad. opinion or just question bad. it. Bad. We see so much of that. So would you say, Allie, this is a more geared for the average Joe? Is it for the professional? Is there ability to be understood by both? It, it's both. Cool. It's both. Because I actually, I pulled my audience too. Because um, mm-hmm. Jill told me to yeah, do that. Yeah, got to do that. And I had 60% non-fitness professionals and, and um, 30 Seven, no, 40. 40. I was like, <laughs> I, I was sitting over here like, should I, Diet should I help out? Or? Diet Math was never my strong point. So <laughs> science was, thank God. Wow. 60, 40. Wow. Dude, I'm telling you folks, she, Allie is on literally one grain of rice right now. <laughs> so like give, give her some grace. My IG that. following is 70, 30 men to women. So maybe I got Uh Okay. Women in the audience. Huh. Yeah. I, I actually thought it would be more skewed, 80, 20, 90, 10. Charlie's 80, 20, actually. Of women to men or men to women? Men to women. Oh, okay. Because he, he's more like, you think I'm truthful. He's more like truth with logic, but no humor. But he thinks yeah. he's funny. <laughs> he he's he a different kind of sense of humor. Different kind of sense of humor. That's why. He has a different kind of sense of humor. He's got that genius level yes. dry. Literally that. Yeah. Literally that. Literally that. But that's why I create it. And, and I do have some female clients and I've been asked, will there, there be anything regarding women in testosterone? I will create a module for that. Two things that I was asked to do, trans men and women, okay, which yeah. I think are two great yeah. additions. Cause yeah. I think there might be a, a category in the future yes. for that. And there are like, I actually started researching yes. it a while ago. Cause I was like, you know, someone's going to ask me. And of course mm-hmm. they did. So the hormonal protocols for trans men and what mm-hmm. that involves and all that. So mm-hmm. I will have to find a practitioner because there has to be a practitioner that specializes in it. I just haven't found them yet. What kind of practitioner are you talking about? Because I'm For sure someone in this audience trans would know somebody. practitioner, like a doctor. That would be sorry. That would be helping someone transition. That can prescribe. Yeah. Okay. That cool. knows the protocols for transition. Cool. Because it's usually the side effects that women are afraid of on testosterone are what the trans yeah. men want. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Allie, do you have a contact? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how you like to be contacted, email or something like that, if there's anyone in the audience, because I'm like 99% certain that there's people in the audience that, ha- that either are this person or work with this person or know this person. Do you have like a... MySpace. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, definitely on Instagram. So Perfect. at the Ali, A-L-I, Gilbert. Perfect. On IG. That's where I pretty much post all my content and everything. You can find me on Facebook too, but... Don't do that. I won't answer. Don't do that. So if this is you, if you know that doctor, if you are that doctor, you can connect with Allie at her Instagram. If you are a provider or not a provider and you're interested in in T-School or Testosterone School, where do they find that? What's going on with that, Allie? TheTestosteroneSchool.com or you can find it on... There's a link in my bio on IG... That will launch Monday. So today is Wednesday. It's going to launch when this podcast drops. There you go. Yeah. Boom. The day that this drops, so it will have launched. And you yes. can go and see all the things you can see. It. You can see the entire module I've posted numerous times on my IG. All we'll the share modules. that as well. There's another module actually on the medications because there's medications you have to consider when on TRT, like statins and stuff like that, mm. that guys probably don't need to be on, but... It's important to learn to ha- yeah. how to blur the line. That'll be my next course. Ah. How to blur the line legally. Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so you can find it in the link in my bio on IG. And there are financing options. It'll be very affordable. Um, and somebody asked how many hours it was. I was, was. actually going to ask that, Allie. I was literally about to like, 
You know how long it takes, Allie? Yeah, so, uh, no, because I, I think I texted you when I was recording it. Yes, and I, like, yeah, I texted you like back. I was like, Allie. Way long. Calm <laughs> <Turn it> down, <laughs> Allie. <laughs> so there's 12 modules all together. Oh, okay. They are not an hour each, luckily. Um, but each module has, like, maybe one or two sub-modules in it. Okay. That, you know, the videos are anywhere from, like, 10 to maybe 30 minutes at Amazing, most. amazing. Very then, good job, Allie. And then the interviews are probably going to be the longest. Yeah, that's, an, that's, that's to be expected. You can't yeah. do an interview short. Great job. I thought that your modules or that your videos would be longer. Good job, Allie. Thank you. That's I really, tried. really good. It was really, really Watch good. Watch this one that's like 90 <laughs> Exactly. Someone's going to message. <laughs> yep. They'll, they'll be that one person. Someone's going to message. So thetestosteroneschool.com. We will link everything. Thank you, Courtney, in the show notes so you folks can go directly to that like Ali said, appropriate for the con- the the consumer, uh, appropriate for the provider uh, as well. I have a, f- a few questions written down. I'm thinking about which one I want to go into first because it's still about uh, T school. Because I, I just kind of want to hear you riff on this because you get like really upset. <laughs> and for some reason, scrotal cream always comes out. <laughs> Talking about estrogen blockers and then, and then Allie gets some. I don't even really know what is happening. Oh my god, it's so funny. I think because like the doctors that I, I affiliate with get even more angry about it. it, it it's I feel like, the. I'm like I'm now. I know it's that's feel stuck. the anger. It's and, stuck. I was like, listen, folks, you don't need to be on that. The, the temperature just increased ten degrees in this room. It, it's like okay, so bodybuilding. And this is another thing with like the social stigma. Bodybuilding dosage of testosterone is like 10 times what what therapeutic dosage dosage is. So therapeutic dosage is anywhere from the low end of 50 milligrams to the high end of like 250. Most bodybuilders are on like 500 plus milligrams or a gram or a couple grams. So it's a lot. So they, they think because the higher the test they're on, testosterone in your body, when you take testosterone, it converts into estrogen. Estrogen is associated with being bad and the female hormone and causing moodiness and, and man boobs and gynecomastia and all these things. And it doesn't. And I used to think it did as, as well as all these other doctors. Mm-hmm. And now the science is showing how men need estrogen just like women need testosterone. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a medication that blocks testosterone in women for acne called spironolactone. If you've had somebody who's dealt with PCOS, they've probably mm-hmm. taken it. It doesn't have the best of side effects. Same thing with Guys, so if a woman goes through menopause, she loses her estrogen, what happens? Osteoporosis, insulin resistance, belly fat. Mm -hmm. The same shit happens to guys, but also they think they have to suppress and block it. So bodybuilders take estrogen blockers because estrogen's bad. It causes gyno. And it does it. And it honestly can make you more prone to heart attacks, Mm -hmm. which is one of the contributing factors to many bodybuilders dying. It can make you prone to neurological issues. It can make your uh, libido go through the floor. It actually can give you erectile dysfunction. If guys' estrogen is too low, they can have libido issues and erection issues. It's like crazy. And they think it's because their test is too Mm -hmm. low. So then they take more tests and block more estrogen. Yeah, Literally, I'm like seeing this cycle here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And most guys feel better when they ditch that estrogen blocker. But the reason they're on it is because the range uh, on the lab paper shows it is high. 
And estrogen in men does not work the same way it does in women. It is more of a paracrine hormone. So the analogy that my friend Gil likes to use is uh, testing estrogen on lab work in men is like asking Bill Gates how much money he has, but just looking in his wallet. So you're only looking mm-hmm. in one part of your body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't give the whole picture. Got it. So a lot of the practitioners who are evolved don't even bother testing estrogen in guys mm. unless they think it might be low mm. because people freak out like yeah, guys yeah, who, yeah. and they send it to me and they're like, my estrogen's high. I'm like, so what? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, I'm going to get gyno. They don't even know what that means. They just have been conditioned yeah. to think bodybuilders say that. So I'm going to get it. Do you even know what gyno is? Gyno is actually uh you're born with yeah, it. It's so like you, a you like have genetic that. thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like you have that. Yeah, like it's that's where it's caused. So uh, estrogen blockers can be very dangerous, and they've shown the DEXA scans of guys who are on them for a long time, and how their bone density has just incre- decreased. Damn. Like it's crazy, yeah. and that's why I get so passionate because I'm like, Ugh. and literally after that talk, I had a couple guys come up to me, show me their labs, and they're like. I'm on an estrogen blocker now. And I, I said, how do you feel? And they're like, not so great. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't legally say yeah. get off your medication. But if I were you, I would talk to your doctor. That, about- that's the biggest thing is that, you know, you're not, yes, whatever. You talk about blurring the lines, but there's such a, service you're providing with something like t-school because it just gives a person some education to go and talk to the doctor and Mm -hmm. yes your doctor should want to fucking talk to you because you're not coming in there with like well webmd said and like even still if you are there's still value in that because you're like you're sharing your experience and your concern and your your doctor should validate that so now at least you. you know exactly they're coming in really with with things to say and and questions to ask that this is a, a huge service. So, Allie, wait, the scrotal cream, though, <laughs> where was that? <laughs> the, the scrotal cream, so it, it's part of the delivery methods because right, okay. injections would be, like, superior, and then next would be scrotal Of testosterone. Cream. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. It, it always comes up in talks, and I'm like, what the so fuck? So, scrotal cream, if, if, you, if you would like it. I'm good. You yeah. or anybody. <laughs> you have to shave the area, but it's, like, very hyperpermeable, so it's mm. very, it, it's absorbent. Um, but the, the issue with it is you have to apply it twice a day. You have to abstain from sex for a few hours and it can be transferred to your partner or child or mm-hmm. dog or whatever. It's so not a, it's not as it's a trick that actually some older physicians will not older physicians, but physicians will use in a little bit older guys. Cause the main complaint when guys go on TRT and they're optimized is like, all right, how do I get my wife to match my sex drive? Huh. He's like, just rub a little cream, get a little oh. cream on her, you know. Wow, look at that. Sex drive will increase. Look at that. <laughs> it's like malpractice or something. I know, right? But, <laughs> like, it sounds illegal, but okay. But it works. So, yeah, that's where the, the scrotal cream comes on. And got it. you don't have to block estrogen even if you're on that. This is big. I want to – I got one more question, then I'll, I'll let us wrap, wrap up. But one of the things that you didn't speak about specifically yet, so I want to bring it up, is when we're looking at um, – complaints, concerns that people have, erectile dysfunction, erectile, you know, libido issues, uh, you know, and is mental, any kind of like, um, I feel like I have it right now, uh, brain fog, anything like that. One of the things you didn't speak about was depression mm-hmm. and that that can be something that is a, a sign of low mm-hmm. T. Yeah. A lot of guys will feel like this overall malaise 
or it's just low motivation and become depressed. And then when they describe this to a, usually a GP or someone, they get handed an antidepressant. It is extremely common in military guys. So when they transition out, if they have any form of PTSD or if they've been exposed to an explosive and they have a traumatic brain injury, obviously it affects the pituitary and the signaling. They're going to be low testosterone. They need hormone replacement, but they get handed the starter pack of like a stimulant with some sort of anti-anxiety and anti-depression medicine and it makes them worse. Yeah. And it's so sad to see because so many guys think also if they're in their 30s, 20s, well, it can't be low T. You're too young. You look fit. Mm-hmm. You don't need to test that. And I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. I've heard the weirdest shit that like doctors have said to guys that they don't need to get tested. This is so interesting. Like, like you look what, fit. What the fuck are you to say? Like, look at a natural bodybuilder <laughs> on stage. They look amazing, and they are probably out of a test mm-hmm. level of like ten. I like, you know, yeah. Man. You also had mentioned. I, I think it was probably during the talk about. Like an inability, like decision-making is tough Mm -hmm. as well. I call this like decisive action. So men, when, when experiencing lower testosterone, they become a little bit more, uh, what's the word? Like wishy-washy. Yeah. Yeah. Needy. Can't really decide. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of women don't like it. If, if you ask a guy like, all right, what do you want to do for dinner? If he's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? You know? So his ability to kind of take control, not in like a chauvinistic way, yeah. but just like decide this is what's happening. That shows in work and it shows in personal relationships where all of a sudden it's diminishing and they, they just have like paralysis of brain fatigue to decide yeah. stuff and they hate it. Yeah. And, and I have some clients that are like, I used to be so passionate about my job because I would execute and get stuff done. And now I could really not be bothered mm-hmm. and it drives them crazy, yeah. but they don't know why, you know? Yeah. And, and that's part of the reason. That's yeah. one of the contributing factors because then they get so stressed out that that starts depleting their mm-hmm. testosterone. It's like this vicious cycle, but they don't talk about it because they think they're either too young, they're totally. embarrassed, or it just she shouldn't just don't talk about to it, them, yeah. or they just don't talk don't about, about it. it. Yeah. I, I, like women are much more social. Guys are like, hey, what's up? Uh, In the locker room, they're not like, so uh, did you have a complete erection last <laughs> night or was it only like partial like they don't talk like that uh dude i'm gonna say it the patriarchy fucks men as well so yeah i know that we have a lot of there's a discussion that's out there right now but it it fucks men as well i have a friend right now who's who's uh on trt and it's been one of the best things for him like i ask him about it and it's funny because i went and got my blood drawn just for uh because I listened to another podcast, you you folks know I listened to uh, Brian and uh, and Aaron, and they were talking a lot about a lot about blood uh, getting blood drawn, and so I went because I was feeling great, so I was like, let me get it and <laughs> just I see. Feel good, yeah. And then I got it, and it was like, you have one white blood cell and one vitamin D, and I was like, what the fuck is this <laughs> shit? <laughs> and <laughs> like, you live in California. Right? I was like, what? Excuse me. This is why I don't get this fucking blood work done. Uh, but you know, he had gone too, and he's on. He's on TRT and he was like, I hope, I hope you get that tea. I hope you get it. I hope you get it. It's the best. Like he just, he, you can see the life come back into him. And yeah. I think that's something that's all, you know, very much worth noting. I'm going to throw this out there for you, Allie. And this may be like totally outside of your scope and you could just be like, I don't fucking know. But what are your thoughts on, and I'm going to put it to the female side of this because it, 
does T have that same, can T have that same, I don't know if you want to call it executive functioning, but that same ability to help you with decision making, to help you with that that depressive state in, in females? Not as much. I always say like, I wish testosterone did for women what it does to guys. So for me, I think it was more of like, um, like a, a fatigue and inability to recover from the gym, which mm-hmm. was a significant thing in my life. And then I don't really know. I think like maybe energy level and it does enhance like your sex drive. And, and I always had a pretty high one and I was like, I'm never going to be one of those people that loses it. But then when you start doing shit like dieting 16 mm-hmm. times a year, like mm-hmm. I've been, I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe we kind of <laughs> need it. But with women, like that's why it's so, it, I joke so, so much because I'm like, all right, I know so much about guys' hormones. And then I'll get a question about, like, a protocol for a woman. And I'm like, That's I have no you fucking do. clue. You like, niche I, down. Honestly, I, I can't it. tell. You niche down. But women, they, you know, we have estrogen. We have progesterone. We have testosterone. And then those all have to work in orchestra. And most women need more thyroid hormone than guys do. And they all work together. So it's really finding that delicate balance. And then out there, you still have practitioners that think estrogen causes breast cancer and that women shouldn't be on HRT or it's not complete HRT where they don't include testosterone because they think testosterone's bad. So it does just, it, it's one piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. for women to make everything complete. And I think estrogen and progesterone helps more with that stuff of the decision making yeah. and all that. Yeah. I, I just feel like there is uh I am so glad that the stigma of being on any kind of any kind of uh, medication for mental health. I love that the stigma is being removed, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, why are so many people needing this? And I can't help but wonder, as we talk about the environmental barrage that's you know that's happening, are we also looking at are we also looking at that? What what's going on with just the hormonal Panel, your hormonal component of things. And you, you really said it before, and that kind of was what triggered me to think this. Like, if you have someone that's coming home, you know, uh, uh, we have any of like veterans, things like that, and they're having issues like, is T, their testosterone levels being looked at, or are they just being put on an antidepressant or anti anxiety medication? Same thing for females. Are we looking at other things, or is it? And I am extremely grateful that we have these things. Yeah. Absolutely. But also the you know the scientist in me wonders why why the uptick aside from all the social shit that's happening as well. Yeah. But well, you said something earlier like if something's going to help somebody, why are they hesitant? And testosterone is literally one of the best things for guys. Yeah. Without yeah. getting into politics and ethics, you cannot patent something the body produces. Mm-hmm. So that's why alternative delivery methods were mm-hmm. created: nasal sprays, gels. Uh, patches, pellets, stuff like that mm. to monetize mm-hmm. the delivery because a bottle of testosterone is like 20 bucks. What? From the pharmacy. The The cost from it comes from the management of the clinics. Wow. Which, which I happen to, I don't mind. Like yeah. it doesn't offend me if it's yeah. roughly like one to 300 a month because you have to get follow-up labs. You mm-hmm. have to make sure that you're on the right dosage yeah. and all that stuff. So paying somebody who has to pay somebody to have that management is fine. But when you get into things like alternative delivery methods, those are easy to monetize. Got I, it. I actually That's had what, okay. a doctor as a client who took a two-day course on pellet therapy and told me how much he charged. And I was like, dude, it, 
Got it. How do you have that conversation? I was like, I, we can't work together. <laughs> like, I had to fire him. I was like, I can't do this because it's like knowing – it's like back in the day when we knew if like, you know, the husband or wife was cheating or whatever. Yeah. And then you also train the husband and wife. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> and and all tra- every trainer has had a story like that. You guys know what I'm talking about. That, that We all can write a book oh, of it. the weird things that we've encountered. <laughs> so, But it's true. Like – I don't know. Allie's been around. Allie's been around. I'm old, man. I'm like 40 now, you know, so I've been doing this for 20 years. I've seen a lot of things. Before social media was a thing, people would just like diary of the mouth, like we're therapists, you know? Oh, that's, yes, 100%. we know a lot of stuff. But I think that's, you know, it's going to continue to trend, I think, in a more accepted uh, way. But the FDA is working very hard to regulate. That's why the ranges are dropping. It's harder for guys to get accepted via um, uh, insurance. Yeah. Like even the professional athletes to get a therapeutic therapeutic use exception, they literally have to chemically castrate themselves to be accepted. And there's drugs that you can take that they used to give guys with prostate cancer to deplete Mm -hmm. all hormones from their body so that they show up on a test with clinically needing it but you shouldn't have to stoop to that level where you're like literally like you can't move or function this is wild isn't that crazy it's wild what 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 is the i realize we're long so i'm gonna wrap it up one question and then we'll wrap it up but what is the uh there she is there she is (laughs) what is the like what's the not even what's the downside of this but FDA working hard to regulate this, making it harder for people to, or more difficult for people to obtain the service. Is it financially driven? Like why? What are we worried about? We don't know. And it's like they want guys to be more feminine and less fertile. And I I honestly don't know where it comes from. Like they recently cracked down on HCG, which is, human chorionic gonadotropin, which is used not only in this stupid diet, but it's used to preserve fertility in guys. So it stimulates luteinizing hormone in the testicles to continue to produce testosterone so that sperm production doesn't go away. They've made it very hard and and they changed the classification of it so that compounding pharmacies have to get a certain patent to make it. So they're making it very difficult where guys who rely on that, and some guys need it actually because it can enhance mental properties, but why are you trying to make it hard for guys to remain fertile? So their only option then is either just continue on testosterone, which can have a suppressive effect. It's not a guaranteed like birth control method or not go on testosterone and continue to feel like shit. The rest, they're like, I don't know. It's so wild. And they, they are claiming that they have cracked down on it because they don't want doctors monetizing it through the HCG diet. I didn't know that many doctors were selling the HCG diet, so I didn't know that was a thing, but that's what they're claiming it is. Interesting. Yeah. Like, which, by the way, HCG diet does nothing. HCG does nothing. It's because you're eating 500 calories. That's why it works. It has nothing to do with HCG. <laughs> Literally. So now we're going to like, this is very similar to what happens in Europe and other countries where they can't get testosterone is you go to the black market. People are going to extract HCG from God knows who, God knows what animal and sell it. It's what they do for testosterone in other countries and stuff. And I mean, and it's so weird because there's like, like things like Prima Bolin and 
uh, Anavar and Provirin and like all these Masteron are legal in like Eastern Europe or Australia. Australia. Not anymore. Oh, Australia is actually, I think Primo. I can't remember. I have clients over there. But like think Masteron, Mast, like it used to be given for breast cancer. Like women mm, used to mm. actually take trend. Like we have mm. grandmothers that probably took trend really? balloon. All of these things because, you know, like ephedra because it works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, away yes. With, away yeah. with it. So it's wow. kind of like a tangent on, on that question. But yeah, the, the thought process, I don't know. I would love to talk to the folks at the FDA. That's, Did uh, I sit on the... I don't know. I'm just like, I heard a noise in my thing. It's telling us Yeah, to it's stop. like I said, shut the fuck up. You're trying to go. I'm like, okay, okay. I just heard a noise in my headset. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. I've got my got me thinking there. All right. So, Allie, I'm going to ask the final question that I – there we go. It's gone now. Uh, you've left us – you've given us so much. All the links will be in the show notes. You accepting clients as well? Yes. Um, I, I have recently hired an associate so people can apply to work with me. Website? Well. Website, yep. Link in okay. bio in IG. Okay. So you have you folks have lots of resources. Uh, Instagram going to be the easiest, but again, everything is in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. Allie has given us a ton, but you all know we got the one question that I end every episode with, which is, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? Um. That's a loaded question, yeah. but I like minutes. it, but I like it. So, all right, brace yourself. No, I'm kidding. Honestly, like for the guys listening, like, please just don't be afraid to question anybody that tells you testosterone is dangerous or you shouldn't be looking at it as a solution for your symptoms. Um, whether it's your wife or your family or your friends, nobody should make you feel bad about trying to feel optimal and function optimally as a man and feel free to DM me if you're struggling with this, because I do have guys who their spouse gives them shit, but it really comes down to the, the misunderstanding of the myths surrounding it that have all been refuted, like the prostate cancer, heart attacks, all been refuted, blocking estrogen, which I meant to say earlier, there are zero studies showing men having harm with estrogen levels that are like normal. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of studies showing harm when it's blocking low. it. Yep. Got it. Got it. I love it. If that's you, if you know someone, share Allie's contact information, her Instagram, share this episode. Help to people. Allie, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> this was this is awesome. So good. Like I in in person, you know, uh, in person episodes are always more fun, but they're like also a lot more work. You gotta like go to the whole thing. So. Thank you for taking the time. You flew in today. You're in the middle of a launch. I flew in so, just for this. I know. Exactly. <laughs> She's leaving right now. I'm driving to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. This was phenomenal. You folks listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly, endlessly appreciative. If you like this episode, if you love this episode, if you're picking up what we're putting down, I got two asks for you. Number one. Go and show Allie some love. Go connect with her. Go let her know that you listened to the episode. Thank you. You're welcome. Number two, if you liked it, you loved it, you're picking up what we're putting down. You think it might be helpful for someone. That's the biggest thing, folks. If you think it might be helpful for someone, share it with them. All right. Officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Allie Boner Gilbert Weingroff. 
and maestro. 